This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Tony, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm having the best day of my life. Hey, not everybody starts off the conversation well, that way. I'm Italian, so I have to tell you why it's the best day, because somewhere along the line, you're like, the best day? Because I always get, Tony, your wedding's not your best day. You're this, you're that. Well, let me make it really simple. I am Italian. I know I said that twice. I keep count. My refrigerator's full of food. My vehicles are all gassed up. At a moment's notice, we can just hit the road. And my wife is happy. It's the best day of your life. That's the best day of your life. I got to agree with that one. This, uh, this 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 December we will be together thirty years. Oh wow, man! That's nice commitment is just something that doesn't exist anymore in today's generation. I mean, I don't say that with a bitter pill. I'm I'm happy with who I'm with, but man, uh, the stories I hear, the the things I hear from my friends and their struggles, it's a, it's a lost art to commit to something and we'll get into that in a bit because yeah, it's maybe not we a could bring some of that back. Cause I take that long lasting tenure idea into my show, which is, you know, is done okay over, over the past six, six and three quarters years. Yeah. Let's get into that. And, and before we do any of this, I gotta know my favorite question to kick things off with. It's just what we do here. Traditionally, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? Absolutely not. My far, my father. Well, actually, let me think about that. My father was a, grew up. My grandfather was a farmer. He had a, a farm in Sicily, which is still in his name to this day. And he did come to the United States. And I'm not sure of how he started, but he bought. He happened to, to do. Let's call it the wrong thing. He he he. You know, he scrimped and saved and bought an apartment building and bought another one. And as soon as he did that, we are Sicilian. We were born in, I'm born in Sicily, believe it or not. Um, though uh, I, I grew up in Chicago. So sometimes that little Chicago <laughs> accent comes out. But as soon as the, true story, as soon as the mafia found out that my grandfather was, you know, paying for an apartment building, they thought he was rich and they, they kidnapped my uncle uh, oh, and wow. held him for ransom, which my grandfather refused to pay. And, which I can tell you more about the story, but when it was all done, he went back to Italy, back to farming. So it's like, are we entrepreneur? You know, <laughs> are the roots there or not? I nowhere in my family was that ever in in any of the roots. Though I was a paper out boy at the age of five. Does that make me an that makes me an entrepreneur, right? Hey, look, after what you told me, like I get it. No one's gonna know what you're doing, how you're doing it. I get it. No, I, I as soon as you said to say, and I was like, man, every son I've ever met is just like straight up real and and i know why and uh, to hear such a story i mean 
what that does when you own property and then people assume whatever they want to assume and how that leads to things. It's just crazy, man, you know, and, and that's just a different time, you know, to, to be alive in, but you are an entrepreneur or else you wouldn't be here. Uh, and our origins influence the decisions that we make, right? That's why I love asking that question. So no, did you always know that growing up or did you find all that history out later as you got older? I didn't know I was a, an entrepreneur until I started podcasting. Wow. <laughs> because I focused on entrepreneurs and small business owners. I was a paper out boy and then I was uh, in fast food. And then in 19, I worked all my life. And then in 19, I went into corporate America, worked there like 32 years, you know, and that's, that's a good, some good war room stories there <laughs> because nobody's going to believe how the corporate structure existed back then. It is just so, it's just like, it's just a whole nother time. It's just so different. But then in 2007, I, I went and formed my own company in lead generation. So then I guess that's when I went back to being an entrepreneur. If you count the years and my newspaper, it's like 32 years corporate and 29, almost 30 years as an entrepreneur. Oh, wow. And those newspaper years count for sure, man. I don't care what anybody says. That that taught you the valuable lesson of being able to make money at a profit. <laughs> well, the one thing it taught me, which is kind of weird, you know, because you don't hear it anymore, but believe it or not, I understand the value of a dollar. I worked on Lakeshore Drive in Windy, Chicago, seven days a week delivering papers, getting up at 4.30, 5 something in the morning, 5 something in the morning, yeah, 5.30-ish. And it didn't matter if it was literally minus 70 degrees below zero. I mean, I've been through those days. And the wind's enough to knock a small boy down on the ground, not even joking. So a dollar to me is really, really precious. It kind of sounds strange to say, but it has money has a big value to me because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's hard work right there. And that's kind of been the running theme for today, too. Is the idea of work ethic and what that looks like today and the calls that we had. So yeah, the no, no undermining the value of an earned dollar for sure. Uh, so you, you start your own lead gen company, uh, and brilliant way to get into business. Every business is going to need leads. That's just part of the course. Uh, although some people do it right and some people don't like the people who send you a message hey you're wearing the same shirt as me you want a mobile app <laughs> how about 30 32 <laughs> leads a week you know like that that turns into another thing uh but that that i imagine that wasn't the the process or the steps you took uh because you ended up in podcasting and what that's going like so i want to bridge that gap now so you launch a lead gen company during the podcast days no after uh i'll go back just like Seven years happens to be seven, seven years. Year 2000, I helped form a, a company and I did the fundraising. And in like six months, this is before really the internet, we even knew what to do with the internet. In six months, I raised $3.25 million from just friends, family, and just literally people I met. I was just really good at it. And then I took the position at the company of VP sales and marketing. And the whole thing was driving insurance leads for people for auto and home insurance and things like that. So I just learned a lot about lead gen. And then in the year 2007, I saw I had the opportunity to do my own thing and be the CEO and run my own company doing doing that. So I took that 
that entrepreneurial leap and went into lead gen myself, learning all sorts of stuff. And there's so much I could, I, I will share and I'm glad to share. But what happened is just like in the past two years, we had major international issues. I call it, you know, it, it's just crazy, you know, the, what's happened, you know, the world shut down, lockdown and stuff. Well, I had four of those in seven years on what we did, where government ruling came and said, you can't do this anymore. You got to do this. And I go into the office one day on a Monday, one of my clients, I'm doing a million dollars a year in sales on. In, is selling leads. And they all of a sudden, they cancel. It's like, why? What happened? I had multiple clients. It was like, what happened? Another federal regulation came down, blah, 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 and brought us down to our knees. We had to retool everything. And I got really tired of it. And I kept hearing this word, Philip, podcast. I'm like, what is this? And then when I found out, I was like, hey, I can do this. I'm Italian. I can talk. So I just <laughs> literally... Did the leap of faith in, we're now into fall 2015, I studied whatever was available on the internet, which wasn't very much, about how to podcast. And doing doing the Italian thing, I just, on the seat, what is it, by the seat of my pants training, I started, don't, folks, don't do this, live, one hour, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do it if you've, if you've never done radio or podcasting before, but you know me, hey. I did it, and I learned so much. I learned never to do live again. <laughs> In a way, now I will. And I just went on the podcast, and I used my knowledge of lead generation to to get people to promote. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. I just learned from the big boys, you know, AT&T, Chevrolet, Pepsi-Cola, McDonald's, Mercedes-Benz. You know every single word I just said. Why? Because McDonald's spent three quarters of a billion dollars like two years ago, but they make $22 billion. So they keep saying, we're here, we're here, we're here. So I just learned that as part of lead gen. You have to keep telling people you're there. The companies you don't know of anymore stopped promoting. It's that simple. Wow. It's funny. When you got into the podcast game, that was around the same time I had done it which probably explains why we know a lot of the same people because I had just started going in that direction coming out of a marketing agency in New York. So it's really, it's really peculiar. Wow. I was wondering, it was when I saw your name, I was like, why do I feel like I know this name? And then I wanted to go take a look on LinkedIn. I was like, why do we have so many people in common? And now it's all starting to make a little more sense, man, what a story. And you know, it started off with a bang. I mean, quite literally we're talking about your journey from the beginning and inception as like your family and what entrepreneurship looked like, right? Uh, the stories that happened there, uh, the transition from corporate life that's equally as long a tenure as now your entrepreneurial life. Uh, what a what a dynamic to to be in. And now that you're here, you were talking about this a little before, um, and 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 I want to turn it over to Jason shortly after this. But you were talking about how your show is now reached a certain number of, uh, of downloads of all time. And it's a big accomplishment. You want to, you want to share that with us? I joined voice America 2017 by 2018. I'm not sure the exact date, maybe by 2017, but, but for sure by 2018, I was their number one show, uh, number one show on voice America. And in June this year, I became number one, the number one show on Chartable worldwide. 
And um, I just do a lot of promotion. I'm not sure if that actually answers your question, but it's just really just a lot and a lot of promotion. And that's what I do full time. My show is just an hour a week, but I promote it so much. I've got such a system that I actually now do this for other podcasters. I'm their secret weapon. And I've helped some of my clients get to millions of downloads. But I don't think I asked your answered your question exactly. Um, but I answered part of it. Uh, what was the rest of it? Yeah, just how many downloads? Can you share that with us? Just because it was such a big accomplishment. Oh, 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 you're right. Because we talked about it off air. So I so I didn't give it to you. Yeah, this weekend we're running, we're walking into 33 million listens and uh, listens and streams and downloads of the Tony D'Urso show. Most of that is audio. It's a, a preponderance is audio. It's it's kind of yeah, thirty three million is pretty cool. I mean, man, that's that's a legitimate accomplishment. You know, five thousand podcasts are created every day, and out of all those, most of them never even get past episode three, which is, is why it? yeah, it's a real like. Because uh, uh, there's, there's a word in the dictionary called pod fade. And that, if the last time I looked, says, you know, most episodes do 7, 8, 9, 10. And I know some people that have done 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> and they're gone. They're out. It's like, you know, it's just it's just amazing. You know, there's a, there's a place where I, I go not far. I just love their ice cream. Now, I'm not an ice cream person, but I'm just bringing this up as a case in point. And every so often when we're in that neck of the woods, I go and get an ice cream, which is like, couple times a month maybe and this time one of the the cashiers whatever you call them clerks was it was a younger lady and she's in high school and she was like i don't know how the conversation goes she goes i don't know what to do with my life i go what you need to do is learn to podcast i go just do it i go that's where the future is and that's why i say to everybody because there's so much you can do. I could do a whole series. I probably should. If you guys want to join me, we'll do a whole series because the opportunities are so amazing when you when you dial into it. I, I just can't say enough. I'll, I, I don't want to capitalize your whole show and want to give Jason a chance to say hi and bye. But, but podcasting is where it's at. You know, yeah, it's like, what, 2.2 million people podcast now? And like 75, 80% or more don't make it to year two. Yeah, not even past episode 12. <laughs> exactly. Jason did 40 in like two weeks when he first started this. Good job, Jason. Yeah. You're ahead of the curve. Well, we're on what? Uh, I think tomorrow we'll publish episode 200 in five months. Yeah, That's man. Fabulous. Yeah. Wow. So it's uh, You're cranking. It's been <laughs> just a, a blur, really. But, but I'm uh, five hundred, not quite five hundred. I just do one a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's a whole reason why all this happened. Um, so Philip was oh he was the host over at Inc and Entrepreneur Magazine, and I was on the show over there. And then it inspired me five months ago. And I thought, God, I should do a podcast, right? And really having zero expectation that it was going to be something fantastic or anything. Um, and I got about 40 or 50 episodes into it. And it started actually taking traction. And I was like, hmm. And I went over to Philip and I was like, you know, they don't need you. 
Um, <laughs> I think you need to come over here and do this with me. And now we're, you know, I mean, it's not like we're massively huge or anything, but, but we're, you know, we're pushing a thousand downloads a day. So that's a great, that's great. It's not, it's not millions, but, uh, for, uh, for us ranking at 1.5% already, Hey, I'm pretty happy with that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Good on you. Next year, you're going to hit a million. Man, I hope so. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we got to do is do an episode with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll give you some tips too. Straight up, man. No, it's uh, I, I just love the evangelism that you bring to podcasting because, I mean, as somebody whose life has changed because of podcasting, I as well am a big evangelist of it and you know, I wish I would have done more with my own shows early on, but I spent a lot of my time actually opposite of you. I was helping others with their shows most of the time first, and I'm only now stepping into it on this side of the table. But either way, it's a valuable education because you can't be in this space without having an understanding of business, an understanding of marketing, an understanding of copy. And like, there's so many skills that carry over into doing it right. Uh, unless you have a team that does that for you, that's different. But it, it it can it can definitely be a, a liberal arts, if you will, type of profession if you get into it in the business world. So I, I share your excitement for the industry. Yeah, uh, but I can't say enough about podcasting. It is the greatest thing. It is my calling. And you know, when I started, part of this is people go, "Oh, Tony, you worked in corporate thirty-two years." I'm just making this up. Nobody's ever said it. Don't you dare say it now. <laughs> like, you must know a lot of people. No, I had zero audience. I had zero downloads. I knew zero lead entrepreneurs. It was just like, you know. But if but it made sense to me to connect people that made it with people that are working to, to build their business, which now nowadays I say, you know, startups, entrepreneurs, small businesses. But back then I didn't even know the nomenclature, but I just knew I needed to connect them. And that's just where and how I started, you know. I didn't know anybody. But I, but no matter what you podcast on, it's 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 it, it won't even take you 2.5 seconds to just find a whole list of experts in your field. That's what I did. I went, I went on social media. I went on Twitter, you know, and I'm seeing who's posting. Boom, 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 boom. And then I reached out and said, hey, I'd love to interview you on my show. I got the the Canadian equivalent of Tony Robbins, Dov Barron on my show. I've, I've had him on my yeah. show. And he's been on my, and that's, I found so many people. I read their posts. I go, I like what you're saying. Can I interview you? And it was just boom. Yes, yes, yes. Who says no to being interviewed on a podcast? There's a little secret there. Of course <laughs> they'll say yes. And if they say no, then maybe there's a little bit of an ego because I'll go on, I'll go on shows Last week I was on a show that had less than a hundred downloads, but I gave them a lot of tips, a lot of encouragement. And I just do that because that's where I'm at at this point is helping others. I, I, you know, been through all mine. I've made my whatever, made my life and claim. And now it's really about helping others. As I told you, you know, my wife's happy. I'm, my refrigerator's full of food. Life is great. So let me bring that to others. And therein lies the key on podcast success. I think one of the keys is the really helping of the others. There's the interesting, interesting thing, right? Is, you know, I even look at my, my journey through life, right? I spent 23 years in the military. I did, 
business stuff on the side of that, built some really great companies while I did that. And, but then it was over the military, it was time for me to go. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what's the next chapter? And the cool thing is, is almost exclusively your calling is built out of necessity before you even find it. You're it's right. right there waiting for you. It's just, it's waiting for you to like whack, <laughs> whack you, your you head. You have to recognize it. Like yeah. when, when I had that fourth disaster in my, in my business, which wasn't anything we did. It was right. all government rules and regulations and protocols. It was just like, you've got to be smart and take that as uh, a knock on the door, an opportunity to go find what you can be in control of, which is the key yeah. thing podcasting does. Let's you be in control of your life. For sure. So true, man. I mean, I thought my entire life I was going to be a singer. I had been on MTV, Telemundo. You know, I thought I was going to be an actor. I was in commercials. And for whatever reason, not only could I not really find, like I felt at home with most of the people in that industry, just different character. I found that I was really at home with business owners and the way they think and and their, and, and entrepreneurs and, and their values as people for the most part. And then I went to digital marketing and then landed in podcasting. And you're right. You're both right. There's, there's just something about you falling into certain things and it's not like it was the only thing I was ever good at. In fact, I feel like I've got a lot to learn when it comes to podcasting in particular with, uh, with the, the idea of uh, sharing it and getting it to grow more specifically. Um, I understand how to present it well, how to make sure you took care of all the other odds and ends. In fact, I'm convinced now that I must've come across you when you mentioned Dove Barron, uh, because I used to edit EO's podcasts. I helped them launch their podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with EO. I think you have a lot of people there. I've been on there and I've had John, John Lee Dumas on my show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so I, I used to add a lot of that. So for me, it makes a lot of sense now. Uh, and I think that you're right. Everyone should look at podcasting for the opportunity. It really is right now and step into it full force. But with that said, uh, I also want to invite you to tell people like, what are you doing right now? Cause you sort of alluded to it. You're helping people. What are you doing right now that the listeners should know about? Well, one thing on podcasting that makes it successful is it's because you love it and you'll get up in the morning and you'll, and you'll work it. And it doesn't matter if you get paid. That's when you, yeah. when you find that, then you're on the right podcast. But what I'm doing now, actually, I really, I'm going to answer that question, but I haven't promoted it. I haven't told anybody, though it's on my website. For the past six years, I've been taking proceeds and helping feed, uh, feed the homeless, invalid, orphans, widows, widowers, and elderly. And we've now... Uh, have uh, the Southgate Foundation, which is now assisting us this year. So whatever I can, we're just submitting to and and helping. And we've passed out like 100, I want to say close to 130,000 meals that we've passed out in the past six years. It's just because that's just that's just what we do. There's people, they need help. For example, one of the ladies we're helping, I mean, I'll tell you story after story, her father, her husband, and her son were killed in a motorcycle accident like last year. She had a fire in June this year. Her 15-year-old oldest daughter is diabetic. 
was going to die. We paid for the insulin. We paid for the hospital fee because, you, you know, they, they needed certain monies that she didn't have. And we're actually going to go in and, and, re, and redo and repaint her house inside. This is just what we do because it's people that need help. You know, another one is a guy named Steve. He had a good job. His wife had a good job. Two years ago, he fell off a ladder in his ho- in his garage and hit his head, and he became pretty much a paraplegic. Oh, my she God. She quit her job. She sold their home, and she took them down to, uh, I don't want to mention names, a, a particular rehabilitation facility in the United States. It was like $20,000 a month, you know, they didn't do much, but we helped with as much as we could on that. And we're going to put some videos up. He's actually standing with assistance now after two years. So it's mm-hmm. things like this we do, and it's just heartwarming. It's called the Southgate Foundation. You'll find it at TonyDURSO.com. And what we're doing is people that want some of my services or they want to grow their podcast or they want us to market, we're just we're donating it to them. Again, my refrigerator's food, I, I my life is comfortable, so what can I do now? Well, God wants me to help others, and so that's what I'm doing. And you won't see it. You really won't see any social media on it. You won't see any posts, nothing. I, I don't really talk about it. I don't even talk about it on my shows or episodes, but because you asked the question, I'm mentioning it. It's just the biggest thing that's near and dear to my heart. It's just, it's just helping others. Some people just, and I'll keep telling you story after story, that they just need help. Their government can only do so much or can't do anything anymore. So then what? Yeah. I mean, wait, we all need people like that, man. Uh, seriously, people in society that are just looking out. And uh, I already know Jason's the fan of that because Jason's about that too, man. It's always about win, win, win. How can everybody, how can the most people win? You know, how, how can entrepreneurs be more useful to more people in more ways, right? That's That's what it's all about. And man, you really embody that spirit. So thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, Jason, I feel like uh, you have some, you want to chime in on that? So I want you to connect with, his name is Will Black, um, and he is the CEO of Sharing the Credit, sharingthecredit.com. I have Will Black in my files. I think I'm going to be doing you an do. interview with him. Okay. That, I want Black. you to connect yeah. with him because he, yep. Yep, he has a lot of, well, he's, one of, he's my finance director in the strategic advisor board, but he also owns his own company. And they... They've given, I think this year, they've given away over a million dollars through their foundation. Um, anyway, I won't ruin it since you're going to talk to them. But but man, that is such a great connection for you to make there. And um, you know, it's sure. just a quick aside. I never did it. If you go to, to the um, my Southgate link on the page, you'll, you'll find mm. why and how it started of how we used to do toys for tots and toys for kids in, in the hospital. Sure. And there's, it's, it's two, two and a half minute long video, something like that. It explains the whole story. And I never did it for accolades or acknowledgements. I still don't, but you get to a point where when you're helping others, doors are just, I know it sounds weird. It does. It may sound strange to people, but other doors start opening for me. And the more I help others, the more, things get better for my show and and more audience and more sponsors mm-hmm. and everything and it, it's it's a really interesting phenomenon and it's just from helping with you know a pure heart so i highly recommend it if your life is in good shape 
join join one of us and and help because it's 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 a feeling you'll know when you're there it's a great feeling it's mm. life should life's got to be about giving like we're going on our ninth book actually it just it just hit the shelf um ninth book we give all the proceeds to homes for heroes i've been doing that since 2014 when i published my very first book all the and then we match it so whatever the sales are we match the sales and 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 donations go to homes for heroes so very you cool. know at, at the end of the day it's if we can't help each other then as as business as a society as human beings as as just basic people you know there's a you in human right so. yeah and this is <laughs> when you hear it from people there's there's two sides one is the people that want the accolades hey i just mm -hmm. donated my whole company of 25 billion dollars to charity oh who's the charity my kid, you know, there's that, right? <laughs> there's that. And, but, you know, look at me, how great I am. And there's a lot of those on the internet, but, but mm -hmm. something like what you're doing, something like with Southgate, we're not, I'm not in it for, I'm in it to help the people. So whatever, you know, and I never talked about this before. So uh, I just wanted to just say, it's just a really great cause, you know, yeah. and there's a difference. Right. Absolutely. Because my dad, growing up he said son when you give back give back silently right? that's right and i didn't understand what he said what he meant by that for a lot of years and and you know you know being in the military and all that stuff and i one day it clicked i understood what he meant it's just like give without return you know you don't need to the universe opens the doors for you when they need to be open the deck gets shuffled where it needs to get shuffled and and just do good in the world and i'll give you a tip on that yeah when you uh do something for acknowledgement hey look at me hey look at me that's <laughs> it you get nothing more when right. you're silent and quiet about it god's watching that's right he does something and let him do what he does and that is worth more than anything you can imagine mm-hmm Man, that reminds me so much of something I read when I was uh, studying the Kabbalah. And it was talking about how, like, if you're able to, like, keep from keep your ego in check when doing things like that, what it does to your to your life as a whole is nothing but abundance. If you could just keep your ego in check from going, oh, look at how good of a person I am. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's brilliant that you brought that up, man. Um, you got the nail on the head. It's it's ego. Keep your ego in check. Learn what it, what it is. And I've gone through my own training, self-training in a way on that. And when you can get rid of that, you, you move into a whole new paradigm shift in your life. And you'll know, those that are there know what I'm talking about. If you hit this level, there's probably levels above me. I'm sure I'm not at the top, but it's just, it, it, it just changes the whole thing. And, and that's really helped me get a lot of uh, downloads and listeners, though that's not why I do it, but it just kind of goes hand in hand with it. And we're all speechless for a moment. Yeah. It's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He must have froze. I, yeah, man. I think, no, yeah, um, I'm a big a fan. There you are. Okay. Oh, oh, you're good. oh, there we are. Okay. You're back. Huh. You like, interesting. You like, 
you're like a popsicle there for a minute. That's, was, that's crazy. I was pondering that thought because it was yeah. very deep, and I yeah. it was that. It was deep. It was profound. Uh, it must be something going on with Spectrum. What do I pay those guys for? They just sent me an email the other day. Congratulations, you've been moved up to speeds. No, I haven't. <laughs> Looks like you moved me down. No, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of the philosophy, the ethos that you're kicking. And uh, I think it's only fair at this point in the conversation to ask, like, if you could leave behind just like, like explicitly some, some type of advice, whether you'd give it to your younger self or anyone facing an obstacle, what would that be? Uh, how many episodes are we going to do? Because I'll say, <laughs> I'll say there's profound advice. If you want to grow in your podcast or anything, take a look at who are the leaders in your industry. And do, in, in a kind way, start stalking them. I'm serious. Be, um, make them be your a secret mentor. You know, I have talked about that a lot. You know, John Lee Dumas doesn't, doesn't know it, but I talk about him a lot. He's a secret mentor. I'll go to his website. I'll look at his shows. I'll listen to his interviews. What's he doing? What should I learn? Yeah. And I learn from him and, and others in the industry and, and and call them a secret mentor and just what are they doing? Why are they doing it? You know, there's people and I'm not I don't want to mention names too much, but, you know, there's they there's people they've got they've got people they pay six digits to, to come up with those words to put on their Twitter profile. And all of a sudden, if you see the, the person go, I'm a husband, dad and a father. There's a reason he says that. He's he may be worth two billion dollars, but there's a reason he says that in his Twitter profile. And I learn from people like that. So when I say the secret mentor, I mean look at what they're doing and ponder and think about why are they doing that? Why is that important? It is so that that has has been my mentorship in growing my podcast. So what what are what are the leaders of my industry doing? I can't say that enough. And there's a lot to it, no matter what, it, whether you're growing orchids, you're wrenching on cars, whatever you're podcasting about, what are the leaders doing? And and look literally at the leaders because they pay people big marketing bucks to to write that post that says blah, blah, blah. Well, why? Why? So start getting your brain around that and you're going to find and get some aha moments and grow and grow as well. I I do that constantly. That's probably the single most. Uh, you're right. Learn off somebody else's dime. Seriously, like they they literally paid for all that. And if you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, and you pay close enough attention, you too can be a beneficiary of that work. If you if you're humble enough to open yourself to that to that learning, I, I think it's beautiful, man. Yeah. Uh, and but, by the way, nothing of mine looks like John Lee Dumas, entrepreneur on fire for everybody out there. But I'd say, oh, this is good. Oh, I like this. It's, you know, you're a kid in a candy store and it's all, it's all transparent. I have people that have modeled their podcasts for me. They, I think that's great. You know, find what works for you and resonates. I just wanted to make that part clear. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a hundred percent. What is it? Uh, Austin Cleon wrote a book, but I don't think he came up with the phrase uh, good artists steal, but great artists borrow or something like something like that. Uh, good artists borrow, but great artists steal. Like literally it's the idea itself uh, and then turn it into your own thing. No, a hundred percent, hundred percent. With that said, I think we're, we're in good time for the grand finale if there's no objections. Yeah. 
Let's do it. Roll it out. Twentieth century Fox. You're not going to get any, right? You did, I didn't get pass the audition yet. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get any beatboxing, I guess. Oh no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the I'm way, not sure. I'm, I'm really getting to like the show. Can I come back? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It would be a pleasure, man. Seriously. Uh, the question we love asking as we close things out, similar to the way we open it up, um, if you could have invited anybody to be a part of this conversation, the one we had today specifically here, if you took a moment to reflect, who would you have loved to have had here for this moment and, and why? That's probably the most difficult question I've ever been asked live on the spot. If there was one person that could, that I would like to know, I would like to have sit here and see, believe it or not, is my mom, but she's in heaven and she's watching. So she's already here and she sees what's going on. She's very proud of me. So I know that part's good. Um, I'm not sure who else, you know, I think of, um, I don't want to say anything wrong. There's there's nobody in contemporary times. I, I One of the things I do as a pastime, if that even makes sense, is called a pastime, is I love researching history. And I love, I love researching who, what, when, where on my own, as opposed to what you read, because what you read is just what somebody wrote. Well, I could write, this is history, and publish it and say, there you go. So... I would just love to speak to some of the people that built some of these beautiful buildings, you know, that we're told we can't build anymore. You know, you, you see, you know, a post office. It's like it's a palace or a, a state capital. Who built this with a gold dome? Like what? I mean, these are things you see with your eyes. It's like I would just love to speak to one of those builders. That may or may not be the exact question because you want somebody that's going to sit here with me on a podcast that'll go like, what's that? So maybe I've gone too far in the back. <laughs> no, no, I, I love it, man. I, I It's funny. I actually recommend it's It's one of the I've, I listen to very few podcasts on because I don't always have a lot of time. But one of the ones I always go to if I'm going on a run or what have you that doesn't have anything to do with business, just to give me a, a break, is actually, it's not even a really popular one. It does okay, but it, it's called uh, How to Take Over the World. And this guy, this guy just reviews great people. Like whether they were good people or bad people is different, but they were great in the way that they had an impact on a lot of people from Napoleon to, to Elon, to you name it. You know what I mean? Like, but it goes through a deep history through many sources that are cited in the beginning. So I think you'd find that fascinating. That's what that's again, coming back to the theme of this conversation, that's the beauty of podcasting and what it's yeah. doing for the world of today. Just like us having conversations with people like you and other entrepreneurs and people who are literally impacting people's lives by having reached a level of success that pushed them to after a certain, you can only get so much money before you go, how do I give back to the world? I'm just like, I'm drowning in abundance here. Well, the only way to grow now is to give some of it away. And, and, and that's what we love to cover to, to make that point and iterate that point every single time, every single conversation. And that's 
that's the beauty. So thank you for sharing that you have an interest in architecture on top of everything else, because that just goes to show your the, the the kind of well-roundedness that an entrepreneur can be and that people shouldn't be afraid of the things that they're interested in. And that can be the podcast that you do, you know, you don't always have to be an expert. You can be an enthusiast. That's something that people get wrong. <laughs> all the time. Um, but with that said, I wanted to let Jason roll this out as his traditional here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, thank, thank you so much for being here. This, this was a great episode and I, I say it was a great episode. Um, not even necessarily because of the business conversation, right? Because of the different conversation, right? And, you know, it's refreshing to have, a little bit of a different tweaked conversation, but then get so much out of that conversation. And, you know, the, these are the things the world is missing right now, right? Yes. Is, is the, the outside the box stuff. And the more we embrace this stuff um, and the more we populate it around the world, the less angry of a world we're going to have and share the love more love, more love, pile it on. And maybe that's weird coming from me because nobody hears me talk like that. But, um, but, but especially but, but with a, true. excuse me, a gun, <laughs> a camouflage, and a very sharp knife. A soldier you. of love. Nobody yeah. who hasn't left the war days alone. <laughs> Call me. That's okay. That's yes, my we new will thing. share the love. That's my new thing. I am a soldier of love. I'm going to embrace that. It took a lot of violence to be this gentle. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, that's awesome. But, but Tony, no, this was a great conversation. I hope you can come back and we can do another version of this again. And uh, I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, man. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for the honor to be on your show. I thank you so much, gentlemen. It was great. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.